All right, in this lesson, we're going to be looking at uh, some things to do with chapter 7, roughly page 44, starting on page 44 in your notes. And in this one, we're going to delve into a little bit more uh, probability theory and weighting play a role in thinking about uh, risk in investments. So we want to think again about um, our ex-ante future. So ex-ante means before when we have an expected return. So if we think about right now, we formulate our ex-ante expected return to some date in the future. We try and predict what's happening in the future. Of course, this future is an unknown quantity. So how do we do modeling and considerations of these ex-ante estimates uh, in a world? Two ways of looking at it and two ways of looking at uncertainty. We can use what we call a discrete distribution and it sort of helps us out to figure out what our expectations should be or a continuous distribution. And based on the type of um, variables that we have, one or the other is appropriate. So a discrete distribution says that we have a known number of possibilities. A continuous distribution means that this number is infinite. So, for example, if we were thinking about, uh, and we have on page 45, thinking about our discrete distribution, let's just take a look at a bit of an example. So we can think about a bar owner. And this bar owner knows that there's two states of the world. Only one of two can happen. So. Either there's a state of the world where profits are equal to 15% and a state of the world where profits are equal to 30%. And in 15%, the uh, local hockey team doesn't make the playoffs and they get a 15% return. So the bar owner would get a 15% return. The other state of the world, the local hockey team makes the playoffs and they would see a 30% profit, 30% return. So the way we use this distribution then to kind of formulate our overall expectation is we say that with 100% certainty, one of these two things are going to happen. And in this example, we've said there's a 25% certainty of a fit of making the of not making the playoffs or pardon me um, actually the example is done it the opposite way of what I've got so I'm just going to erase this in our example we've got 
a 75% that this local oily hockey team will make the playoff, not make the playoffs, only a 25% chance that they will, meaning that with 100% certainty one of these two things are going to happen. So if we were to formulate our expectation out of this, how would we do it? Well, our expected return, we're going to kind of weight it a little bit. It's going to be somewhere between 15 and 30% because we can't say with 100% certainty this is going to happen, but we can't say this is going to happen. Now, these will be the realized returns. Either one or the other is going to happen. But when we formulate the expectation, we kind of put a weighting. So there's two possibilities. There's the 15% profit. There's the 30% profit. And we give each a weighting. So this 15% profit, we give a 75% weighting. This 30% profit, we give a 25% weighting. And overall, overall, when we weight these, we kind of get a, what's known as a weighted average. And uh, we take this weighted average Pardon me, 18.75%. This weighted average becomes our expectation. So when we think about it, our expectation sort of lies in between what the actual outcomes are going to be with a higher weighting towards the outcome that is more likely. Risk is in a continuous sense. So that's saying that there's an infinite possibility or there's infinite out possible outcomes. We know only one's going to happen. Well, we have this observation uh, made by Gauss using the bell curve. We may have heard the bell curve and using standard deviation. Observation that around whatever our mean is, whatever our average number is, when we have an infinite number of possibilities, like the return on a stock, that within plus or minus one standard deviation, when we measure this idea of standard deviation, we observe that approximately 68% of all of our outcomes are going to occur. So we can think about uh, a continuous distribution like the return on a stock. Because the return on a stock, what's the probability that it's going to be 12.1 versus 12 point, or 12% versus 12.1 versus 12.11? We can see that there's an infinite number of possible returns. So we use this continuous distribution. And what we do is we measure our expectation like we did before. And then we measure how wide plus or minus one standard deviation is. And this measurement right here, this measurement of the two, the larger that is, the larger the standard deviation, the larger the risk. 
So for example, and I'll just squeeze this here a little bit. For example, let's say that we had uh, one stock where we had an expected return of 15%, and within one or standard deviations, this was between, so when we observed what actually happened, 15% 15 was our average, our expected return, and about 68% of our observations happened between 10 and 20%. So like a little bit of a a little bit of a range, a ten percent range. Compare that to an expectation of five percent, and we when we measure how close thirty-eight percent of our observations are, we notice that that happens within a much tighter range. Our standard deviation is much tighter around the mean. We would say that this is larger risk because of the larger standard de deviation, this is smaller risk.